Hooray, hooray. Netflix is actually losing subscribers over the cuties controversy. Just as a star from a different show on Netflix has been arrested on child pornography charges. Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Now there are two kinds of people in the world, only two kinds, not black and white, not rich and poor. There are those who are dead in sin and there are those who are dead to sin. After three nights of unbridled lawlessness across London, the contagion is spreading. The problem is that God has already judged this. He has judged murder already. I don't need to question it. I don't need to ask and wonder what his plan is. We're commanded as Christians not to participate in the works of darkness, but expose them. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we have some excitement, I, I think. Some is sadness, obviously, but we are going to be talking about Netflix again. I try not to belabor the same points over and over, but there were some, some good... Let's just call it some good things that took place uh, since we last talked about Netflix and their Cuties series. And I, I want to talk a little bit more, not just about Cuties, this you know pedophile paradise of a show that they put together, but I, I also want to talk a little bit about what personal responsibility as well in the the home of the believer and i mean even the non-believer i think at some point we need to begin to get them to blush but nonetheless guys i want to talk about uh the our new series that we've been working on part three is coming out tonight at 5 p.m pacific standard time and we would love to have you involved on the premiere with us i'll be on there personally writing back and forth on YouTube. I think I'm, Tony is going to man the Facebook side of the live commenting, but I'm really, really excited to get this out to you guys. And episode three is actually really, really, really important because episode three is where we talk about pornography becoming the new norm in society. And that is the fact. The fact is, is that in our society, we're not talking about in the Christian home. I hope, I hope and pray that Christians are not letting pornography be the normative behavior in their household, because then I would question whether they're really a Christian. But nonetheless, we need to think about this. We need to look at and examine how and why porn was able to become the new normal in our society, because that's exactly what has taken place. As I've said in other shows, Hey, I've seen people, I've talked to parents whose kid has told them, hey, everyone else is doing it, you know? And it's like, you have to be kidding me. What kind of excuse is that? And how embarrassing it is. Just think about that. Your mom walking you in while you're walking in on you while you're looking at pornography. It's pretty stinking embarrassing. So you should probably not be caught doing that. And worse off, God sees it. You know, let's think about those intimate times. And you know, what's awesome is you guys, I've told you guys a number of, of you know different episodes we've talked about the 511 street team that we've put together concerning evangelism and using not only this microphone and using 
our teaching ability, hopefully, that you guys come alongside 511 News and you're able to use the information that you get on the stuff that's going on in the culture today and then bring the gospel through those lenses. And you say, hey, look at, this this is the disgusting thing that's going on in society or this is something that's taking place. And here's what the Bible actually says about it. And that's been the point of 511 News is we give you guys the news so that you can go out and at your water cooler, at your work or out on the streets, you'd be able to say, hey, I'm gonna bring this thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And that's something we've wanted to do through this show. So expanding the ministry, not only to be stuck simply on the internet, what we've done is created the 511 Street Team of a number of young believers that I've been discipling, some for years, some for months even, and they have a passion for sharing the gospel, and it's kind of headed up, obviously by me, but um, I have my brother in Christ, Nico Hanessi, and you guys have heard me talk about him on the show, but he's actually going to be featured. You're going to see him on the episode tonight in part three when we talk about porn being the new norm because we sent him out to... Huntington Beach, actually. I was going to say Santa Monica. That's where we usually go. But we sent him out to Huntington Beach where he did some interviews on the street, talking to people, asking them about pornography. And we won't, we don't have all the footage on the show that you'll see tonight. But eventually, Lord willing, I'm 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 hoping even to open up another YouTube channel or something so you guys can have these full-long clips that we refer to on 511 News and on Good Fight Ministries and on Good Fight Radio that we're going to use and utilize. And I, what I want is to have those in full because we had a number of people that Nico talked with that were bragging about their pornography use that literally repented right there. And I, I think that's, there's going to be some cool things you guys are going to see. And when you get to the fourth episode, you'll see why some of them repented. But I don't want to bury any too many leads. I am excited about it. I'm excited to have that team going. And this brings up also something that we are doing as a ministry. 511 News is hitting the road. And I am taking a team of 15 right now. And I think it's actually growing. We might even have to, we've we've overgrown our 15 passenger van that we are driving to Texas. So we might have to take a second load of cars and we'll see what happens. But nonetheless, we are taking a team out there for the specific, and guys, this is really important to me. This is a passion I have, but the specific goal of not only helping to build the church there at the Blessed Hope Chapel, Texas's, I hope I said that right, at the Blessed Hope Chapel, Texas group down there, but we also want to do this by bringing new converts. So we are going to be taking young men and women and sharing the gospel on the streets of San Antonio, right in downtown. And I'm really, really, really excited about that. And then well, something we're something else we are doing, and I believe it's going to be on October 2nd, Second and third, we are doing a two-day conference where myself and I'll have some other guys from the street team share as well, but a two-day conference on specifically sharing the gospel. So just a quick question. Do you want to learn how to share the gospel? Do you want to know if you're qualified to share the gospel? We're going to talk about that. I'm going to teach on that for two nights. It will be available not only in... Texas, but also I'm going to hopefully, Lord willing, I'm bringing our new editor, Josh, with us. So hopefully he's going to help me put that live out for you guys. So if you guys want some teachings on how to show the gospel, I'm going to be doing it for a conference there in Texas in a town called Bulverde, which is right next to San Antonio. So if you're anywhere in Texas, I would love to meet you, greet you, and hang out with you guys. And if you guys want to come down and share the gospel with us, we're going to be in downtown San Antonio. So I'm really, really, really excited about that. And I'll be posting a video probably later today concerning that trip that you guys can check out and give you a little more of the details. But you can go to blessedhopechapeltexas.org for more 
details. Anyways, guys, so let's get right into the news stories. This stuff is really, really cool to read that people are actually saying, you know what, I'm going to at least make a statement with my pocketbook. I'm going to no longer give money to people who peddle pedophilic films because that's exactly what cuties is i've heard a number of excuses concerning what cuties is and really this is showing how dangerous it is and really this no no no. that's that's not what's taking place you have provocative young girls doing provocative things it's terrible you have i'm not saying the girls are provocative but they're put in a provocative outfit they're put in provocative situations it's disgusting And this is being put out there over and over again. And to say that you are doing it to expose people, how dangerous it could be, how unbelievably ridiculous is that? To think that you can put this wickedness out there and be like, yeah, well, we're just going to show people how quickly little girls, you know, could see this and want to do this. Yeah, they're going to see that and want to do that. You know, when I was growing up, two of the biggest football movies were the program and another one was Varsity Blues. And I remember those films specifically for all the crazy partying and all that, the stuff that went on on those films. The things that I remember from those, and uh, you know, I wish I didn't have any of the memory of those films whatsoever, but those those films are the wickedness. Those are the things that you watched. In one of them, the one of the teachers they find out is a stripper, and in another one, you have these guys doing steroids to getting to to be better at football, and those are things you actually remember from those films. You don't remember that in the program, you know, or I'm sorry, in Varsity Blues, at the end, you know, he ends up going to the nice college, and and the the mean coach, you know, they finally get him out of there, and they get to do what they want, you know. And it's like, no, that's not what people remember. They remember that some girl dressed up in a bikini made out of whipped cream. Okay, that's the stuff they remember those films. And that's what the pedophiles are going to remember from that film as well. And so I, I really want you guys to hear this because I think it's great. And we had a number of people when we posted about this right into us. Yep, I canceled. Yep, I canceled. Yep, I canceled. And I don't care if some people are like, well, why didn't you cancel before? Well, praise God, I, I don't, at least someone did cancel it now. That's what I'm excited about. And here's what they said. The subscription cancellation numbers began to rise on September 10th, as soon as the movie was released on the streaming platform. Hashtag cancel Netflix was also trending on Twitter just a couple days later. Later On September 12th, the cancellation rate rose to almost eight times higher than the average daily rate, a multi-year high on Netflix. Additionally, Netflix shares have been declining since September 8th, the day after Cuties was released. On September 10th, the shares of the company fell 3.9%. That's awesome. Here's what's not so awesome. On September 15th, Cuties was the fourth most watched filmed on Netflix in the U.S., how disgusting. So we have to give, uh, it's not a silver lining, it's a dark lining in the fact that it's great that it's we're having these unsubscription people no longer putting their money towards wickedness, but obviously the people have an intrigue to watch this film and it's pretty heartbreaking. And I want to pull, I want to, I want to talk about this in, in terms of personal responsibility because a number of people are thinking about, wow, yeah, I'm so glad cuties, that's so wicked. But the problem is, is that you probably don't know that Maybe your daughter or your daughter's friends, they've been 
pretty much filming cuties for years on Snapchat, on TikTok, on Instagram. And they've pretty much been putting these things out there, dancing to horrific, disgusting music, grabbing themselves, gyrating. And this has been going on for years on Snapchat, on TikTok, on Instagram. And while we all want to come down on Netflix, and rightfully so, why are we not doing something? Why are more people not talking out about the fact that young girls and young boys are doing provocative things and sending this out all over the internet? So many girls on Snapchat, especially when it first came out, were sending nude selfies to their boyfriends and thinking that they got deleted and got erased. In fact, somebody thought that they erased and no one ever could see them and they wouldn't be Snapchatted. And that famous comedian was caught trying to lure young girls. And I, it just brain farting on the name. It's not like I want to keep that secret or anything. Um, but this is something that is true, that this has been going on, that young men and women have been sending each other provocative photos thinking that they erased while they're getting screenshotted. They've been dancing around, gyrating, and doing the very things that we're all disgusted that are happening on Cuties. We're all disgusted and we want this thing canceled. And it's been something that's been very interesting that you've seen on the right and the left. Both have said, this is wrong. Why are we doing this? Why is this being put out there? But yet their daughters are sending those texts. Their boys are receiving those texts. Their boys are sending those texts. They're acting like homosexuals sometimes, thinking it's funny, acting like women, dressing like them, and sending these pictures. And we don't even bat an eye when God says that's abominable in Deuteronomy 22.5 for a man to dress like a woman and for a woman to dress like a man. So when we look at these things, we need to also take stock and we need to say, yes, cuties is disgusting for what reason and why am I allowing my daughter to be on there sending these photos to, to men? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say this. If you send 50 selfies to some dude throughout the day, I just don't see how that I would, I know for me personally, if I knew that's this kind of thing my wife was into before we were married, I don't know if we would have started a relationship knowing that she just sends selfies of herself all day to some random dudes. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. We need to take stock in this and say, what on earth is going on that this not only is porn normative now, and it's creeped into the church, but also, why is it normative for young girls to do this and young boys to receive them and boys to norm, be normal for boys to send pictures, asking girls to send them nudes? Guys, this is a cyber attack on the soul. They are coming for your children and it's in the house. It's in your child's hand. We need to pay attention, be mindful of this and recognize that Satan is trying to grab them. We may have turned off Netflix, but why is Snapchat still around? We may have turned that off, but why are they TikToking and dancing provocatively and posting it so they can get a bunch of, of views? They can get a bunch of views so that millions of weirdos could watch them. Wouldn't that be awesome? No, it's disgusting. And this is only one step away from OnlyFans. And if you don't know what OnlyFans is, this is basically a porno site where the individual girl or guy, I guess, makes their own porn site and people pay monthly to see them do disgusting things on camera. Guys, I don't like talking about these things. I think it's absolutely terrible to have to talk about them, but sometimes we just need to be real with one another. If we hate cuties, and we should, we should also hate the fact that maybe our daughters have videos out there and pictures out there that are very similar to what's going on there. 
And we need to take stock in that and say, this needs to end now. And sadly, the truth is, and and you guys will find out even more so once we get to the fourth part of our series concerning uh, Satan's fingerprint all over the sexual revolution, pornography. I think we could call it Satan's sex scheme. We have like five or six names for the <laughs> for the docu series. But when you get to that fourth episode and you see the connection there with these young girls, and the problem is, is that when one of these things goes out on the internet, when somebody posts this on the internet or sends it, you don't get to have that back. You can't put the toothpaste back in. And it's heartbreaking and it's sad and it breaks my heart that little girls fall victim to this and boys are the perpetrators a lot of times and then they get to send it to all their friends and brag about what their friend, what this girl dressed in and what they sent them. And it's like, yeah, well, she sent it to 500 other dudes too, you know, and it's pretty sad. And these guys sending texts asking for, you know, disgusting pictures and it doesn't just happen guy and girl sometimes it happened guys and guys and sometimes it happens with a grown man a 19 year old netflix star with a 13 year old boy in fact that's exactly what took place with netflix star jerry harris the star of netflix's cheer um and i'm going to read from the daily mail article it says that he's been arrested for allegedly enticing a 13 year old boy to send sexually explicit videos and photos of himself when he was 19. the celebrity cheerleader who is now 21 was charged in federal court in chicago on thursday with production of child pornography according to the u.s attorney's office harris has been the subject of an fbi investigation following allegations of an inappropriate sexual conduct with a minor. His arrest comes three days after the FBI raided his home in Naperville, Illinois. The allegations stem from complaints made by a 14-year-old twin boys in Texas who are also competitive cheerleaders. They filed a separate lawsuit against Harris this week in which they accused him of harassing them at cheer competitions and online. The boys, Charlie and Sam, are not identified in the criminal complaint, but they gave an interview to USA Today this week speaking about the allegations. The FBI started investigating after the allegations were reported to authorities by Varsity, which is the global authority on competitive cheerleading. In the criminal complaint related to his arrest, Harris is accused of contacting one of the then 13-year-old boys on social media and repeatedly asking him to send him sexually explicit material. Harris was 19 during the time the boy sent harris more than a dozen explicit images and videos from the time the cheerleader first contacted him online december 2018 until march 2020 (sighs) and harris uh is accused of also sending the boy explicit images of himself and footage of himself doing bad stuff and the images were sent where on snapchat and this is exactly what i'm talking about We talked about a few weeks ago concerning child trafficking, how the gaming systems that are out there and the fact that they're connected to internet and they're putting their headphones on and talking to people all over, that this is a lot of times how they're enticing young children. And we talked about over and over again how during COVID-19 with kids just having a laptop put in front of them, that guess what? This is a pedophile paradise. And they think it's game on. They get to have their fun because the parent, while the parents are away, the mice will play. And basically, they are the mice trap, the mouse trap that is ensnaring young kids online and getting them involved with these horrific, you know, sexual exploits that they have them involved in. And what happens is, and 
I know I'm revisiting some stuff here, but I think it's really important because with the topic at hand coming up, we it's something that keeps rearing its ugly head. And by the way, it's only going to get worse. It is only going to get worse. So you need to make sure that you put channels in front of your children that you put, make sure that there's barriers in front of them. Ultimately, they will make their decisions as they grow up. But you need to do everything you can that is within your power to make sure that their minds do not get warped, but they have a a mind renewed in Christ so that they will be able to battle against these demons that are coming after them, these men and these women that are used to pull them and take away sexuality from them that is specifically supposed to be between them and their husband or wife one day. And God is not the cosmic party pooper. He does this specifically because he knows exactly how we are created. He knows exactly how we run and how we work. And he knows what runs us best. And so when he makes a law, it's not an accident. When Jesus says, or when God's word says in 1 John 5, that his commandments aren't burdensome. When Jesus says that his yoke is easy, his burden is light. When he says that we will live a life with him more abundantly, and that's the life that he gives, he wasn't wrong. He wasn't lying. It was always the truth. And so we need to trust him in this. And we need to have these safeguards. We need to know who it is that our children are yoking with. Because when you have a friendship, whether it's of a romantic nature, of a platonic nature, a friendship, you are yoking with that person and you need to realize who your children are yoking with. And they're yoking over and over again via pictures and videos to their friends. We need to know who those are and what kind of content is being sent out. We need to have safeguards over our children. This is so unbelievably important, and I'm telling you this right now, as a father, my oldest son is right now seven, and then right underneath him is five. We just started homeschool this week with both at the same time, while our other two little daughters are three, and the other one turns one in a couple weeks here. We are really, (laughs) it's a crazy time in my house, but... You know, I'm looking at them right now and thinking, how can I safeguard my children? How can I make sure that their minds don't get this warped view of sexuality that was embedded by Kinsey into the sphere here in America, which was propagated by Mr. Hugh Hefner through Playboy and then now has made porn the new normal where the fact is, is whether or not I have my kids in church, they are going to have friends that they come in contact with that even at young ages have have a porn addiction. And what Satan will try to do is get my kids involved and have a porn addiction because he loves enslaving people. He loves enslaving them in their sin because he promises them freedom, but they themselves are slaves to unrighteousness. And that is what takes place. People are bound to it. It's a shameful deed. And we need to keep it shameful. That's something, you know, I'm, I'm more important to me than making America great again is making porn shameful again. I want to make porn shameful that when we talk about it, it should be in shame. It should not be where we brag about, oh, I got to, you know, I saw this thing and somebody was dating a porn star or this is what the po- real life, this is what it looks like as a porn star or whatever. I, I, I don't know the nonsense that they try to put out there, but 
pornography is now something that's cool that comedians talk about and they think it's real funny and porn actresses are now famous and they're now it's now hey you know who's at the new UFC fight what girl is sitting at the front row of the new what porn star is sitting at the front row of the UFC fight who's dating one of the fighters and all this guys this is stuff that it all starts in the home with people sending their first picture that's inappropriate to someone of either the opposite sex or some sort of homosexual act as well. And we need to put some safeguards around our children. We need to love them enough to tell them a truth. And we need to love them enough to say, hey, I'm not just going to cancel Netflix. I'm going to cancel you being able to send these disgusting pictures and other people being able to send them to you. Do you care about them? I'm sure you do. And so I, I'm saying this, if you're a young parent and or an older parent, whatever you are, you're, you're going to be going through this. You're going to be having to make these decisions and help them out to make these decisions in order to make sure our kids are not being warped by this world. We need to make sure that our kids have a proper biblical view concerning all of these issues, concerning every issue in life. That's something that we always need to go back to. We need everything in our life to be conformed to the image of Jesus. Everything in our life, that means our thought life. And I think far too many people, they throw away thought life. You think of purity conferences, right? And a lot of times these purity conferences talk about exactly what we're talking about. Hey, safeguards, make sure there's no sexting going on. Hey, safeguards, make sure that, you know, you're not going in, you know, if it's if it's a couple, you're not spending time alone in a car somewhere. You're not doing this and doing this. And we talk about all these safeguards for purity, but then we forget to make sure that our hearts are pure, that we're fighting for purity of heart, that we're fighting for purity of mind, that we don't let the enemy to come in with his schemes in our mind and get our minds completely warped because we're looking at something that is wicked, that we're looking at things that God hates, the things that Jesus, remember when we're talking about sin, guys, any sort of sin that we are talking about, we're talking about the thing that nailed your savior to the cross. It's not small. When people look at sin and think of it as some, oh, it's just, it, you know, you hear the the switcheroo, that, that you know, this evil switcheroo that, that false teachers give, where it's like, yeah, we all make mistakes. How about, no, we've all sinned against a mighty God. He made laws and we broke them. Okay, when I make a mistake, I accidentally order the wrong kind of pizza. I meant to order gluten-free. I didn't order gluten-free. That's a mistake. When I go on my computer and I type in scantily clad women or whatever, you know, some weird thing that you want to watch, that's a sin against God. That's where you have taken and missed the mark on purpose. That's what you are doing. Let's be real about sin because we, when we're real about sin, we're real about the Savior. When we recognize that he's the one that's bought and paid for us and we recognize, guys, I don't want to go back to those things that Jesus saved me from. I was just teaching at the rescue mission and I know Tony gave me the marker. I, I don't got a lot of time, so I'll try to do this as quick as possible. I was just teaching at the rescue mission and afterwards, after giving a teaching on Ezekiel chapter 18, which if you guys listen to the show enough, you know, it's probably one of my favorite um, for chapters from scripture to teach about. But I was going through it, and then afterwards, uh, a couple of young guys uh, had a number of, of questions for me about prayer and about fighting against sin and, and all of these different things, you know. And 
I, I spoke to them specifically about having an intimacy with God. When it comes to your prayer life, I do believe that the Word of God is something that's really, really important for us when it comes to our prayer life, especially if you go back and I encourage anyone to read Psalm 119. Everyone, not anyone. I encourage every single person listen, listening to this. Go Before you go to bed, read Psalm 119. I know it's the longest chapter in the Bible, but it's not that bad. All right, I'm telling you over and over again. And by the way, just so you know, there's only one verse in all of Psalm 119, which is 176 verses long, I believe. There's only one verse that doesn't specifically or indirectly refer to the Word of God. It calls it the testimony. It calls it the law. You know, how can a young man keep it, keep his way pure by guiding it according to your word, right? You know, I've hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you over and over again. You just have all these these things. And I say, this is a great way to, when it, when it comes to your prayer life, and we've been going over the Lord's Prayer, but when it comes to your prayer life, making it according to God's will when we make it according to His Word. So those things that I read in the Word of God, I make them a part of my prayer life. I don't just make supplications, which I do, and I say, Lord, please help this person. And my prayer life stops becoming about me, it starts becoming about other people. And the fact is, is I believe I've come to know God more and more the more I've poured into his word and the more I've poured into prayer. Those two things are the secret ingredient to a true relationship with God. And I give you this one last analogy. I once was asked by someone, he said, hey, he's a Catholic. Hey, I'm good, right? I go to church once a month. I'm good, right? That's good. And I said, you know, if I talk to you and I said, hey, I have a good relationship with my dad, right? I, you know, I talk to him once a month. We're good, right? Would you think I actually have a relationship with him? Would you think I actually care about seeing him? Or do you think I'm just taking a pill? I was like, stop taking a pill and come into a real relationship with God. And that's how it is. It's then you pray without ceasing and you come to know him in a powerful way. And you do what Moses said in Exodus 34. Lord, teach me your ways so that I may know you. Let us know God. Let us become sanctified by his word and let us watch out for our children in Jesus name. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.